Hello, and welcome to CM Conversations. I'm today's host, Ben Cheatham, and my role at CM Industrial is specialising in recruitment for the global additive manufacturing market. 3D printing has had a major impact on global supply chains, with the technology allowing manufacturers to print small runs of products from a wide variety of materials. This type of manufacturing requires less physical stock, creates less waste, and doesn't require mass shipping, which is much better for the environment. While we have begun to take advantage of these benefits, and many others, we know we can do more to truly harness the full potential of 3D printing and further embrace localised manufacturing. To find out how, I spoke to Gregor Reichler, who's the Global Head of Industrial Additive Manufacturing and Programme Manager of Supply Chain Intelligence at Tufsud, a company that has worked hard to build trust in localised manufacturing with its comprehensive portfolio of testing, certification, auditing and advisory services. I hope you enjoy listening to our following discussion. Hi Gregor, how are you? Is everything well? Hi Ben, I'm very well. Um, looking forward to your questions. Good, good, good stuff. So obviously following on from our previous conversation, um, just around additive manufacturing and supply chain, um, we had the discussion before and there's a couple of points which we found that were really interesting. Uh, and the first one was how has 3D printing impacted supply chains and lent towards localized manufacture? So uh, as we see more and more that 3D printers are ready to deliver end products um, and, and the quality where which end products requires. So that means re they are reproducible. Our processes are supervised in a reproducible manner. The trainings and the certification schemes are there. And for our, uh, first of all, the standards are, are re uh, soon to be published. So this was not possible five years ago. This was not possible three years ago, but it's possible right now. So we, we, we're dramatically changing actually the, the, the use of or the potential use of 3D printing in on-demand production. And that's why it, it affects supply chains because supply chain needs to react on that because if there's a possibility to, to, to have a shortcut in a supply chain using 3D printers locally, that's a great chance because it delivers so much potential in terms of sustainability value for products, CO2 carbon reduction. Um, there's, a, there's an nearshoring aspect. So um, you know, getting the work done where the products are required. Uh, so there are a lot of, um, let's say useful um, value for the humanity and the supply chain owners. Okay, yeah. And what do you see perhaps are the barriers that we're seeing with this at the moment and things and how do we think we're going to overcome it? Because additive manufacturing is fairly new within supply chains. And we saw from last year the ability that AM had on being able to stop these long lead times. Um, but also one thing that we mentioned before was we need to have the rep uh, reproducibility, but also the quality needs to be there. So what barriers do you see that we're currently facing with supply chains that AM can impact and how do we get around those? Yeah. Um, so, so as I mentioned, uh, standards and regulations are always one barrier, but here I'm very uh, promisingly uh, looking forward because it's, it's, uh, it's on the way and it's going to be done. Yeah. So we are working hardly on it uh, on the daily, daily, it's my daily business. Um, 
the business models using additive within supply chains needs to be worked out by the business owners. And here we still have a gap in the industry. So what can I utilize on AM within my supply chains? How can I disrupt the existing supply chains with AM? So this questions business leaders still didn't, um, let's say, um, focused on in each segment. There are segments which are far advanced. Yes, medical. Yes, uh, dental industry. Um, maybe certain spare parts areas, but exactly this is the point where supply chains are, are important, spare parts. Spare parts of, of machinery, of uh, mobility sectors, uh, aviation. Um, so here is the potential as next, I believe. And, and, and this challenge is to understand which spare parts can I near shore and produce on demand locally and how to establish this um, contract manufacturers which deliver reproducible results. Um, this is the next uh, to-do for business owners. So with the next steps sort of being close or being near to, to sort of being figured out, um, how do you find that the next steps for the industry is going to be accepted? Or how do we go about having further adoption moving forward? I know one thing is obviously the uh, standardization of, of a, or, or accreditation. Um, but how do we build the trust and, and move it forward so people are going to more sort of further widely adopt the technology? I think that we need to define um, more AM entrepreneurs. So AM business leaders, really. They are in charge to analyze the existing supply chain for being disrupted by additive. This can be a spare part segment. This can be as a, a new product feature, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and by doing so, the, the opportunities will just open. But we need to give a head to, to business leaders and project managers. Um, then get them the right education. So send them to the trainings and they are available. We have universities, we have institutions like TÜV, we have machine providers which are giving the, the path how to utilize AM uh, within um, own product portfolio. Um, yeah, and thirdly, um, based on the business plan executed, define a team which, which needs to execute it, have your own production or, or use contract manufacturers to produce parts on demand, um, get third parties involved like TÜV, which helps the, with quality, of course, to, to monitor the quality and reproducibility. It's not a standalone solution, 3D printing. It might be in 20, 30 years. For this period now, right now, we need third party as somebody who monitors the quality and the people. Mm -hmm. And something we, we spoke about before was that you're not always going to need an expert because there's going to be some set structure to the standardization or the quality of parts. So does that mean or do you think that the size of the companies that can get involved in additive are going to be smaller and smaller so more people can get involved? Because at the minute, it's quite limited to uh, perhaps a large capital that's funded it or a big player at the moment, because there's only limited companies out there that are doing it. Um, and to further adopt the technology, we're going to have to see perhaps uh, less and less experts being able to be involved. What, what do you think about that? Yes, it becomes um, more and more standardized. So that means even, um, even smaller companies can just use it because there's a standardized implementation way on quality. Um, 
so you buy a standard, you implement it, you get a student or, or a bunch of interested people in AM and they just follow the standard and implement the reproducible production. So this, this is new. That means access to build up producing companies is, is much more lower down like it was uh, 30 years long um, um, where where R&D was required, where R&D engineers need to figure out for two till five years how process works. Uh, so this, this changed uh, right now, actually. Good, good. Well, I think we're seeing a wider adoption and things are consolidating in the marketplace as you're obviously aware. And I think from the last conversation that we had is there is going to be a standardization that's going to be rolled out over the coming months and, and coming years, which is going to impact the industry for, for the better. What's the next step in the industry for you? And where do you think you're going to see the industry going? Yeah, so digitalization of the processes. Apps, which we started already. Um, additive is by nature digital as it starts with, with a digital uh, file design and should end with a digital quality assurance. So that means the, the interaction towards industry 4.0 models like digital twin is there and this is the next step what what what's going to be heavily worked out um, because if we can use not just files for print but as well monitoring data uh, which assure that that the produced product is um, is 100 monitored then we are really in production on demand uh, with uh, with no risks right at the moment the factor human needs to close the gap and we are helping with that while certifying the human and, and educating but in in 30 years from now um, on even sooner they're going to be um, more and more digital quality assurance implemented and one of these steps is digital twin creation for additive of course okay do you think it's going to perhaps put the the human out of not out of a job as such or a career but do you think things are going to become a lot more automated and focused on the digital files because at the minute we're sending a lot of spare parts around and there's a lot in sort of shipping and whatnot so do you think it's going to be a lot easier and with the automation of the software and the full production solutions that people are offering now do you see that being a complete solution in the near future with perhaps just one person running a full production line instead of five or six maybe Oh, for sure. Yes, because it's uh, automation is uh, each market leader is working on. Um, so there are roboters into the uh, production hall um, involved, um, uh, which are um, <clears throat> taking care about the process step before the additive manufacturing system, after um, doing the post-process steps, um, as well as uh, automation in uh, part orientation in the CAM modules. Uh, this is these things are already there for certain applications. Um, so the human his uh, tasks are changing like always with each disruption yeah, yeah, of course, um, yeah, yeah. there's always a, a kind of a, a room for new creativity so finally we we hopefully start to to utilize the technology with our great ideas of product design and 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 um solution solution oriented designs you know pain point based uh, um, new inventions of uh, of usage of products um so this where where the humanity uh, i think uh, has more value than just monitoring a process 
Yeah. And do you think this has scalability then as well? So starting small and being able to scale it on a, on a large format, is that, is that quite relatively easy in, in your mind's eye, perhaps? Uh, yes, but scalability comes only very easy with, uh, with the full, fully digital processes, right? Yeah, then, then things become um, scalable. And, and yes, then it's easier to scale. So, so scaling a product um, like an implant, which is produced at the hospital, and each, each hospital in the world, uh, while the patient is waiting for his implant, this is great. A yeah, great business case. It solves a problem. And the implants are 100% matched to the human body uh, while produced at the hospitals. But for this scenario, we need to completely automate and digitalize the processes. The fact of human needs to be eliminated. Otherwise, uh, we can't control the quality. Yeah, of course. So is that a key point that we need to get to a point where we're eliminating the human in this part where it can oh, be completely digitalized? Emily uh, eliminated uh, as a process monitor. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. so, but but he still needs to design an implant, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, suitable to the to the patient case. Um, mm -hmm. And this is the creative power of the human. Not, yeah, not, as, uh, not as the checklist or something. Yeah, yeah of course. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that we don't want to obviously eradicate creativity because that's where the additive manufacturing comes in because we can yeah. be so creative with additive, whereas yeah. with traditional methods of manufacturing, we're perhaps hindered. Um, so there needs to be a, a blend on that. But so moving forward, if you were to sort of summarize the three key points perhaps of these these questions or the overall supply chain and the next steps what would the three key points be for you now moving forward for the next sort of 12 to 18 months setting up an, an additive manufacturing specific project engineers key fact for each uh, successful implementer um, giving him the right tools and education mm. and then executing with standards executing with standards because R&D needs to be limited to product design, not, not to process monitoring because we, are, we have standards. So, so these two facts, uh, and yes, and then enable your designers, your product, uh, product owners to think additively as well. Yeah, good. So, so having a full overview of the process and understanding with some creativity, but also being able to standardize the manufacturer. So once it's standardized, you can then produce continuously and be repeatable at, at doing so. Yeah. And yeah. And of course, the machine manufacturers needs to uh, deliver what they promise. Um, and that means um, even more reproducible processes and, uh, and lower cost per parts. So these two things. Yeah, good. Good stuff. Well, look, I really appreciate your time and obviously going into a little bit more detail of the things that we discussed previously. So it's good to get your insights on it. And I think people that are going to listen into this will appreciate it also and, and understand that um, there's a lot of work to be done perhaps within the industry. Um, oh, for the big sure. thing about it, which, which you're working on, is gaining the trust of perhaps local buyers and local consumers and, and customers to have the trust in the localized manufacturing, um, where at the minute, perhaps it's not there 100%, but through the standardization of the things that 
you're doing and the work that you're doing and the whole industry is at whole, um, I think it is uh, it's going to change the way we, we manufacture. So I really appreciate your time and uh, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Ben. That was fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to our follow-up then. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you very much and uh, I'll Thank catch you. up with you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. So, that was my same conversation with Gregor Reichler, the Global Head of Industrial Additive Manufacturing and Program Manager of Supply Chain Intelligence at Tufsud. I'd like to thank Gregor for his time and his insights, and I'll be looking forward to seeing how Tufsud continue to impact the additive manufacturing market moving forward. If you'd like to listen to, read, or watch any more of my additive manufacturing-related content, go to searchingindustrial.com. And for more podcasts like this about the markets Charlton Morris serve, please subscribe to CM Conversations. Thank you for listening, and I've been your host, Ben Cheatham. Bye for now.